All right, good evening, everyone. Uh, currently, this is KB Hearst and Her Menagerie, first podcast since October, um, where previously we hung out with DJ Abby, and we are with DJ Abby again tonight, everyone. Hello and good evening. Hey. Also joining us is going to be Gregory Nicholas. Um, he is a psychic medium, fourth generation, and also co-author of a book in regards to his life story called Old World Psychic Medium, along with Kat Rogers. Thank you all so much for being here. How is everyone tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I, I'm very well, thanks. everyone so tonight's topics we're kind of going to veer off into two separate uh topics and i apologize to any of my listeners that may hear a lawnmower going because humorously enough we have a lawn guy that does everything at night and sometimes he eats uh are you talking about your husband no i'm talking about (laughs) the guy that my landlord hired he's a strange oddball fellow we we like him but there are moments when i'm like you do realize it's a work night and it's like 8 30 but yeah (laughs) so you know first time podcast in a lot of months so thank you both for being here so one of the things that i decided to talk about um versus we were kind of going to get into a little bit about accidental manifestations. So you've heard of young ladies when they're 13, 14, finding out about witchcraft and like, ooh, I'm gonna cast a spell. Or if you really dislike somebody and the next thing you know, that person fell down some stairs and broke their leg and you're like, oh my God, I don't like that person, but I had no intention on them falling down the stairs and breaking their leg. So we're gonna talk a little bit about those types of accidental manifestations. So we're going to do a little bit of a round table in regards to that. So I'm just going to kind of let everyone introduce themselves individually and maybe tell a little bit of an introduction about themselves and maybe a fun story about that kind of a thing. So I'm going to go ahead and mute myself and unmute everyone else so they can kind of hear a little bit about that. So I will start with Greg. Hi. Uh, Yes, I am Gregory Nicholas. I am fourth generation psychic medium. Uh, We trace my ability to my great grandmother. Uh, She came over from Naples, Italy, 1919, uh, settled in Pennsylvania, where I'm from. And the gift or ability went from my great grandmother to grandmother to mother to me. Uh, It does end with me. Unfortunately, my wife and I do not have children. as psychic medium, the way I describe it is psychic are the cards, the tools, uh, the things we use going forward, fortune telling, so to speak. Mediumship to me is when spirit wants to come through, whether it be someone the client wants to talk to or uh, someone who just decides to stop by and say hello. I do uh, use a lot of protection uh, to make sure nothing dark, harmful, evil, or negative does come through. And that is my career. I travel all over the country right now and do readings uh, in a couple of different countries. That's awesome. Thank you, Greg. And you are going to be going Mm -hmm. to uh, New Orleans, correct, in the next few months to check that out. You've never been there before? Right. I am uh, uh, in July. We are going to New Orleans. I I have been invited to read there, but going to check it out just to see if it is another location I wish to uh, uh, add to my list. I've always been fascinated with uh, New Orleans and Louisiana and just want to check it out. 
Awesome. Well, uh, Abby, I'm going to go to you next. So, Abby, you and I are related. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little technical difficulties here, y'all. I apologize. So, you and I are related, and our family has a very colorful history. Yeah, scarily <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, we are a fun group of people. Um, yeah, so I mean, I not as cool as Greg. I DJ for Akron, but um, as of psychic abilities, I wouldn't call myself like a psychic, like a medium, but like I definitely have, I've had very strong premonitions throughout my life, and like I've had a lot of paranormal experiences, and I've always felt very heightened and like my feelings and how other people are feeling. I feel like I can like read people's minds sometimes and it sounds crazy, but um, I know them definitely more in tune. It's something I've like even like talked to my therapist about, like, I think I'm crazy, but like, I feel these things so strongly and I can't explain it. Um, and my therapist likes to blame it on my childhood trauma. But... <laughs> yeah, I think so. that does that, um, so because you work in radio and we won't say like what radio stations you work at, but it is in Ohio somewhere, but you are, very um, intuitive, very empathic human being. And yeah. <laughs> do you think that being in radio, do you think that affects you a lot more? Do you think you're picking up on like weird shit, like at different times because of that or no? So I can't say like weird stuff. However, I think it will, I think me being such an empath, I think it affects other people while I am on air. I think it, that's what helps me kind of be in radio because I, I can, I feel like, when I'm talking, it's not just talking. Like I can touch people in different ways, if that makes any sense. Um, so I think, Absolutely. you know, I think I can get to people in a different way with my voice and with my energy somehow, some way. Gotcha. So, you know what, since we're talking a little bit about randomness and accidental uh, manifestations, um, let's start with you with like a fun story. You're telling me a story one time about when you were 13 and you had uh, sort of this weird manifestation about a boy that you liked and I love this story because I'm like this is so me you talk about <laughs> so the one where I made everybody fall in love with me so um <laughs> I had I, I just always thought like I would never be able to date anybody and like no one would ever like me so somehow I stumbled upon this love spell book oh no <laughs> and um me and you know desperate time for <laughs> desperate matters so that teenage hormone kicking in oh you know? my gosh like, oh. yeah seriously so I I did like a love spell oh. and throughout my life I will say anybody who I've had a strong attraction to it's always worked out in my favor or like the fact that like if I like somebody it's almost like I can always make them like me back and I swear it's because of that spell like it, it's a hundred percent because of that spell. Like I swear when I did that spell, everyone I liked just started liking me back. And like out of nowhere, people just were so attracted to me. And it was in high school. I think it was when I was in like 16. So yeah, um, that one was fun. <laughs> I have a really fun story. I remember, um, there was a girl when I was like 20, I was living in Florida and there was a woman, well, girl or like the same age. Um, she was a couple years older than I was. And she, started um a relationship with a guy that she knew that I liked and we all worked together and so I did this uh spell to kind of stop this person from doing this thing to me and first thing Monday it was a Friday night at midnight first thing Monday morning uh she comes in the office and she's talking to 
myself and my supervisor. And she's telling us this crazy story, how she was sitting on her porch, drinking, having a good time with the said person that she knew that I liked and some other of her friends. And out of nowhere, the back window of her car shattered. And I remember thinking to myself, I know, I'm the bitch that did that. So um, I looked at the person I was sitting with who kind of knew the backstory and I told her the story and she was like, oh, you totally did that. And it was totally deserved. And I was like, but I kind of feel really bad because now her windshield is like broken out. Like I, this was not my intention. I just wanted her to feel bad. Like my whole intention was I wanted her to feel bad. And then it kind of backfired because she ended up having to spend like $2,000 to get her windshield fixed because she didn't have insurance that covered that. <laughs> so yeah, that was like one of my first experiences of spells or accidental manifestation. Um, I'm going to let Greg tell his story. I'm going to mute us. Um, unfortunately, Greg's computer mutes a little. It kind of echoes a little bit. Uh, we're having a little bit of issue with the connection tonight. So I do apologize if that is uh, not great for people's ears. You can always um, check us out another day <laughs> when things aren't so crazy. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get Greg on here. Ah, very good, very good. In terms of manifestation for me, um, especially with what I do, a lot of it has to do with, in my opinion, and the way I was brought up, um, you are what you think. Uh, being the psychic medium, I never do this type of work without any sort of protection, meaning the, the bubble around me or, or things of that nature too. But you never go in uh, unprotected or half cocked. So you, you always think, I am protected, I am well, things like that. Again, you are what you think. And again, just like um, anything as simple as a test. You know, I am, I'm going to fail. I'm set up to fail. I'm no good. Well, probably 99.9% .9 of the time you will, in fact, flunk it. But uh, if you go in there that you're going to pass it, you will. So for me, when I do this, I have it in my mind. And again, years of practice. I've been doing this 56 years now. Uh, it is, I am protected by uh, my angels and guides and by divine golden white light. So I think, first of all, for me, it is your intention uh, what are you going to uh, hope to uh, get out of it? But you are, in fact, protected with um, with whatever. But you have to manifest it in your intention is first and foremost. Have you ever had a very negative experience by accident? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, uh, when we're all having a bad day or whatever, and you're thinking you're in a hurry. It's like, oh, God, the car's something going to happen to the car. That's all I need the car to break down. Well, by God, a few minutes later, either a it sputters starts, you get a flat tire, you hit a bump in the road, or at the very least, you hit a lot of traffic to indicate car trouble. Mm -hmm. So again, you are what you think. Mm -hmm. So if you had to tell someone how to kind of slowly overcome that, how would that happen? Uh, first and foremost for me, make a note, keep it by you. If you need to keep it in your bathroom, in your car, I am protected, the things like that. Uh, a P for positive, something along that line too. Uh, for me, it's uh, just a simple letter bubble. I know to protect myself with bubble or armor up. You know, you're Joan of Arcs or Lancelot, St. Michael. But yeah, 
to protect basics, keeping it simple and do not overcomplicate it. Very good point, Kelly, is uh, the people that I have talked to, they tend to make it very difficult. They overcomplicate it. Think in order to either A, protect or B, manifest, they have to make it very difficult. It's as simple as the thoughts I'm going to pass. I'm going to make it to work on time and to hold that, not to overcomplicate it. You don't need this stone, that candle, whatever in your pocket to make something come true or to work against you. Keep it simple. That's really great advice. Um, so in going along with that, so, you know, if you, it's kind of like, you know, you're setting your intention, you know, and I'm sure there's people out there that have read the book, The Secret, you know, like the law of attraction. Um, I have been kind of on the opposite end of that, where it's kind of like about projection too. And I'm sure there's a lot of uh, projection type manifestations as well. And we can get into a little bit about that. But when I first met you, I think, I don't know, like 15 odd years ago <laughs> at this point, um, we used to we used to have a lot of sessions um, in workshops that we took together. Uh, where we talked about, you know, projection and, you know, how can you control something without it harming something? Um, the, you know, it's all about the mental state and it's a lot of it I have found and uh, through work with a physical coach, uh, someone that's kind of helping me keep up with my diet and exercise, that it is about sometimes journaling. Like, I don't know why, but you know, you're writing it down in a way you're kind of setting your intention. I think a lot of times people don't realize uh, how well journaling, just writing things out can actually really help you out. I'm gonna mute myself and kind of let you guys figure out, um, does uh, Abby, do you wanna speak on that? Do Yeah, pretty much just like manifesting, like things to happen to you, that kind of. Yeah, so I think in my whole like life that manifesting things have pretty much how I've done anything. And it's not even just like journaling all the time. For me, it's constant thoughts. So, and I also noticed that I get a lot of intrusive thoughts. So what I have been practicing lately um, is battling it with three positive thoughts to try to turn that around. Um, and so I'll get something like, oh my God, you're not going to get this job. And then I'm like, yeah, you're going to get this job. Like, why wouldn't you get this job? Like you're mm -hmm. so qualified. You know, I'll give myself three positives. Um, scientifically, uh, it's shows that three positives outweigh one negative. So I try to do that. And I think that also has put a lot of positive manifestation into my life. Um, I have definitely, manifested a lot of negativity, but I also kind of opened it with certain, uh, stones. Um, I think, uh, what's the one there's one I had not Malachite. Um, that's the one I was thinking it was Malachite. Cause that's the one that's kind of a life changer. Lapis Lazuli is the Moldavite. one for me. It no, was So I had a Moldavite ring. Um, and I knew when I put it on that some shit was going to go down, but it's honestly, so it's like a negative shit, but to bring positive things. Uh, so once I put that on, I realized I lost a lot of people who I thought were like just huge in my life and that care, but it's not that I lost them, it's just that I realized their true intentions. Um, but that's kind of the whole thing of Moldavite. And those are the things you're welcoming in your life when you get those kind of stones. So I lost like, um, you know, I just really haven't talked to my mom since December. I don't talk to my father. I don't talk to my best friend anymore. And like, that was over a year period of wearing it. 
Um, but it's all for good reasons. So I, I do appreciate, you know, that kind of manifestation, but I definitely believe everything in life is manifestation. Also, I do think journaling is important because when you write it down, you're putting it physically in the earth. And I think that's really important as well. That's all I have to say. Well, like great comment on great that. Comment. That's great. Yeah, uh, very good. Yeah, Abby, I agree. And this is the old uh, proverb, you are what you think uh or be and be careful what you wish for guys too think about it too how many times might you have wished for some some not job but to work at a certain location oh i really want it please let me get this i have it you met you uh imagine it and you're there and it turned out it is an absolute disaster okay i uh, the same thing can be true for relationships you really want to go out with date meet so and so so and so and you're thinking about it and you're uh uh, praying on it for lack of a better term and then by god it happens and it's just an absolute disaster that person is a jerk where you work it is just a disaster again careful what you wish for everyone mm -hmm. i like those thoughts i like some things you guys are contributing to here i think those are some really great thoughts and things that people can actually work towards. Now, one thing I'm going to comment on, and I'm probably going to get a little bit of hate about this, are the those affirmation people on Instagram and social media. Um, they're like, type yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love my affirmations. Don't hate, don't hate. <laughs> no, but I, I always laugh at some of those because I'm like, oh, they're like, type yes. And I understand it's about controlling you know, your thought process and getting you into a positive attitude. But sometimes you'll see like the most ridiculous things on those. And I'm like, those are some things that if you're a young person, you might take that completely the wrong way, you know? And it's like, depending on what you're manifesting, um, you want to make sure you have a good direct intention. So if you are looking for love, um, I gave a candle to a friend of mine who was really trying to find love in her life. And um, I gave her like this little pink candle. And I said, you want to set positive, romantic intentions. I said, write down what you want in a partner, put it under your pillow, burn the paper, whatever it is you feel like you want to do with it. I said, and focus on that. And she was on all these ridiculous dating sites. And if you don't know what dating sites are, check out Abby and I's previous episode of online dating. <laughs> Great. my favorite <laughs> i know it was really fun we had a lot of comments on that on youtube <laughs> oh god. Oh god. still single by the way <laughs> uh, well you know this is online dating just kidding Love it. no i think online dating is great i think you can meet people but you also i feel like when you go into certain things you set an intention if you're setting an intention for a hookup you're going to get a hookup easily especially as a woman i mean it's so mm -hmm. easy for us to just get you know, the, the D whatever. And it's just so easy for that to happen. You know, if you are, <laughs> I can see Greg right now, he's muted, but he's laughing. He's like, what in the world? But I just feel like, um, you know, you can set an intention positively or negatively. And I'm very fascinated by the way that each of you both do your thing differently. Um, I'm a completely different person. I have to journal. I have to take a long bath. 
I will focus on things for days at a time before I can actually manifest them because I'm very insecure with my manifestations. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are where they're thinking this is probably never going to happen. And you know, you're not supposed to say the word never in your head, but you do if you're worried about something working out. And I think that for me to stop doing that is it takes me some time to kind of work myself into that. Um, I'm going to let Greg talk about that. Yeah, working things into your head. Uh, and Kelly, you bring up a really good point too. what you said about maybe taking your time, working into it slowly as well. I really like that. Sometimes people, uh, when they go into manifesting or, or things like that, expect immediate results. We're on spirit time. That doesn't mean it's going to happen right away. You can't wish it this morning and it's going to happen this afternoon or tonight. No, it is not. But Kelly, you're absolutely right in terms of uh, uh, doing it. And I like what you said about writing it down, power of the pen. I do tell people too, uh, many times in my practice, if someone has passed, write them the letter and burn it. It helps us focus more. Writing is more of a focus tool, whether you write it, journal it, burn it, put it on a balloon and send it up into the heavens. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you focus. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I know that it is early. It feels a little early, but it is at our 25 minute half mark. So we are going to take a five minute break. And when we return, we are going to kind of switch topics on you all. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about some uh, paranormal experiences to kind of tie in with us. So we are going to take a little break here and we will be right back. I'm going to get a trolley. everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, we've taken a quick break and we are back. We are going to move into our second topic here. 
Uh, second topic tonight, um, kind of going in with the uh, accidental powers of intention or paranormal experiences. I don't know how many kids in the 80s and the early 70s were playing with the Ouija boards or they're burning their candles and, you know, they're doing their little seances or, you know, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Um, Charlie, Charlie is like the newest version, I think, of the Ouija board. Um, I don't know how many of my listeners will know this. Some of you might be new, but I have been a Ouija board practitioner is the best way to put it going on exactly 20 years this past April. So uh, call out to all my spirit guides who unfortunately have to deal with me on a regular basis. Now I have not, <laughs> I have not had the experiences that you see in the movies, but I do love me a good Ouija board movie. They're ridiculous and they are amazing at the same time. Now I have had some friends of mine who have had very negative experiences with them, but I'm sure that Greg can tell you some stories as well about people that use tools and they kind of go into a negative direction. So I'm gonna unmute Greg here and let him tell you a little bit about that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Kelly, you're right. In terms of the negative uh, sort of thing has to do with, um, and this happened uh, with, um, and without getting in location, uh, it had to do with Charlie Charlie and some very young, young children. Uh, three little boys, uh, age 11, 9, and I think 6, I think. Uh, mother called me up to come to their home, brand new home, uh, said there was something evil going on and I went in and it smelled it was rancid uh letter c I kept seeing in my mind's eye the letter c said what's going on and it stunk and the boys were having nightmares and everything and I looked at the eldest age 11 and he started to cry and the mother said well tell Mr. Greg he said we invited Charlie these kids had found it online and were playing Charlie Charlie uh, nightmares, scratching, uh, the, uh, the letter C all over, it was awful, arguing, things like that. We did a very thorough cleansing, uh, and it turned to find out the mother of these young boys called uh, like a friend of theirs, and her son was having the same problems. So it was a very good cleansing. And this is the thing of people using this without uh, proper protection. Kelly, the same thing as a Ouija board or spirit board. There is a right and a wrong way to do it, like ghost hunting or paranormal, right and a wrong way. Protect, protect, and protect again. You do not go into these things. I dare you. I dare you. Come after me. You're going to pro provoke them, and it's going to um, cause issues. But um, And again, all ages, just like these three little boys. They had no business playing that, but at the same time, the whole family was affected. How do you feel about Candyman or Bloody Mary? Uh, anything like that, Abby, I always say no and to please protect. Um, people do it daring them or the ever popular, I don't need to. They can't touch me. Wrong. They will. And it may not be physical. It could be in your dreams. It could be dreams as well. Yeah, anything like that. If you choose to do that, that is your own uh, choice. I would never. <laughs> yeah. No, but if you do that, but just remember, things like that does exist, and there are consequences. 
What do you think dreams? Do you think dreams have a deeper meaning? I have very vivid dreams. Mm -hmm. I've seen, like, when I say I have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Premonitions, they always come in my dreams. And they are dead right. So dreams are very, just something different. What do you think? Yeah, uh, all dreams have meaning, Abby. Uh, and regardless of, uh, and hopefully you remember them, um, you may be dreaming of a baby. That doesn't mean having one. That means a new idea, birth of a new idea or a suggestion. Climbing a ladder. No, you're not going to be painting the house. Uh, moving up. Is it in your personal life or uh, professional? Depends on the setting. Everything has meaning. Uh, calm water to choppy water, things of that nature as well. Mm -hmm. uh, always deeper. People think about, oh, I dreamt of this. Well, what, And I always ask, well, what else was going on? Were they, uh, they dream of someone's face. Well, were they happy? Were they sad? Were they angry? What? You always have to get into the details. This is a true thing, Abby, where devil is in the detail. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. I think it's a really good point you guys both made. It's like, you know, there's, you know, going along with the manifestation, you know, if you're doing a lot of dream journaling, you will start noticing patterns and a lot of these effects of things that you're doing. Um, I can remember the first time I ever did any tarot work, any tool work. Um, and when I say being a Ouija practitioner, I did everything wrong. <laughs> that you're not supposed to do for probably the first like three months um, until I realized what it was. And it was, it, it's literally a tool no different than a tarot card. I know that I'm going to get people that go, it's, it's completely different than a tarot card. It is, but it isn't. It's still a method that you're asking something to tell you something about either your future or your emotion or what direction you should be going and your path on life. And anything that you project yourself into opens a door. And that is where I see it. it depends on your intention. You can use stones like runes. You can use seashells. I know Greg used seashells sometimes in his readings. Um, there are people that use uh, automatic writing. I, I can do automatic writing. Um, there's very few and far people that can. I have a really good friend. She can do automatic writing. And she and I sometimes will do things together to see if we come up with the same answer. But it's like, you have to have an, an, a good intention as to when you're seeking these things out. But I do think it's still fun to hear kind of scary stories. So I'm not gonna lie and say that I don't like to hear the scary stories. I love scary stories. Uh, my side gig is writing horror stories. So I love hearing scary stories. You know, the stuff that's kind of along the lines of like, the haunting of Hill House type stuff. And I actually grew up in kind of a haunted house. So it's not shocking um, that I had those experiences. Um, before I uh, open up the table to my other two guests here, I will tell you one story that happened to me. Uh, my grandmother passed away in our house when I was 13. And um, for a few months after that, I could still feel her presence, but didn't realize that's what it was. When I was a senior in high school, uh, one of my best friends and I were sitting on the stairs that we had a staircase that went up from the living room and down into the kitchen. It was very old school colonial. So I'm guessing at some point, whoever owned that house had a maid <laughs> something, but um, 
built during Firestone. I'm from Akron, so Harvey Firestone, those houses were all built in the 1920s and 1930s. So um, I remember sitting on the stairs and she went upstairs to do something, go to the bathroom or whatever. And I'm still sitting on the back stairs that went into the kitchen and we decided we were gonna make midnight mochas. So we were making mochas at probably 1230 at night and we had a gas stove and I left the towel in my kitchen next to the stove and didn't realize it had caught on fire. So I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I feel hands pressed very tightly against my cheek and moved my face towards the stove. Like I had no control over it. It was like, look, <laughs> you're catching, you're gonna set your parents on fire. Look at what you're doing, you idiot. And so I look over and I realize that the hand towel has caught on fire. Instantly run down and pick up the towel, put it in the sink and put the fire out. So that was my one paranormal experience. And I, I don't know if it had anything to do with my grandmother. I didn't feel like it was her at the time, but I do feel like there were spirits in that house my entire life. I had to tell you so many stories to the point where I could probably write a book about the house that I grew up in. It was just always, <clears throat> excuse me, it was just always very weird. And there were always things going on, not necessarily of the light, but I could always sense there was always something in that house. And I grew up in a very old area of Akron by the Erie Canal. So it's it's very reminiscent of that time period, um, random ghosts popping up in your house that may have died on the canal, just random things. So I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and do this round table here and I'm gonna move on to Abby. Abby, let's hear your paranormal story. I'm sure you have a few. You and I are related. I can only imagine. I do have a few. I'm trying to think which one to share. I guess since you like scary ones, I'll share my scary one. Um, so when I was in, <laughs> this is funny. I, it was in middle school, I believe. Um, and I was at Girl Scouts camp. And me and my friends were at a weird age to where we weren't quite like brownies. We weren't with the younger kids, but we also weren't with the older kids. So we were like being those typical like 13 year olds and like pouting. So we decided to sleep in a closet off of the room of the younger kids. Yeah, because that was so much better than sleeping with the younger kids. And mind you, this closet was painted blood red and like we didn't think anything of it but like I mean it was just very eerie but I was just kind of like okay like it's just you know me and my friend get to sleep together like it's worth it so it was a small little closet but you could walk in um I was probably like four feet at the time and I could lay like the the um the width of the room and touch my head to the like side of the wall and my feet to the other side and I laid right below a window and my friend Elise laid her head at my feet um, the feet facing the door. So in the middle of the night, I'm sleeping and then I wake up and I look at the doorway and there's a girl with really long black hair, like just hanging like in front of her face, just like standing there. And I could see her staring at me. And I thought it was my sister because we were camping at the time. And Alex, you know, she loves to like torment me. So I'm like, Alex, stop. You're like, you're scaring me. Go to bed. And then I blinked and she was like halfway into the room. Like 
just wumbling. So like she's halfway into the room and I'm like, my heart was pounding. And I'm thinking like, is this real right now? And then I blinked again and she's on top of me and she's swinging at me and she's like trying to hit me in the face. And I don't feel anything, but I feel wind, but I'm not getting hit. So then I blink again. I'm like, I'm hitting back and I'm screaming and I'm like, get off me, get off me. Cause I don't know what's going on. There were rumors that somebody had died in that room, but I didn't believe it, but it was a very old house. We've never camped there before. So it was just very different. So, um, I blinked again, she's in the middle of the room again. And then I blinked one last time and she's standing in the doorway, looking back at me. But at this time, my friend Elise wakes up and she's like, Abby, what are you doing? So we're both awake. And I'm like staring at this person in the doorway. And I'm like, Elise, can't you see her? She's right there. And she's like, Abby, there's no one there. And I'm like, Elise, she's right there. Like, I know you're awake. I'm awake. And like, I felt crazy. And all of a sudden she was gone. And to this day, I, I like begged Alex. I'm like, please tell me that was you last night. Like that was you in my room. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Nobody. So yeah, it was just, it was terrifying, but it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can totally relate to some of those stories. I've had, uh, I mean, I had some very strange experiences growing up in that house. I remember um, a man talking to me and I could not hear what he was saying, but he was bent over it. He was trying to like, tell me something. And I remember telling my mom, mom, hey, like four years old, who's the guy in the hallway? <laughs> it's like, what the, you know, and my mom's just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? There ain't no guy in the hallway. And she comes upstairs, you know, and she's like, I have no idea. Um, I mean, there's just, there's certain things, you know, like I've been in even Greg's house that I've sensed things. And I feel like, I always feel like it's his mom. And I'm sure he can tell you some like less scary stories about that. I'm going to unmute Greg here. <laughs> yes, Kelly. Um, absolutely. In fact, one, you mentioned mother, um, about seven years ago, mother's been gone 11. Um, my wife and I had a rental property, West Akron. Anyway, going over on the way, and it was the uh, first part of February. Um, I drive in alone in the car, and nothing about anything in particular. All at once, I glance over to the passenger side, and there was my mother sitting there with one tear coming down her left side to be careful. I'm like, okay, I didn't get it. Well, I had a million things on my mind. We had an eviction. I had the house cleaned up. One thing led to another. Get home. The next day is when my wife needed something from the store. I was walking out on this porch, not running, slipped, fell, and broke my femur in three spots. That was a warning from mother for me to be careful. You know, uh, a lot of things like that have happened. You know, spirit comes through when uh, they sense we need it. I didn't pick up on it. You know, and there's a lot of things. Uh, just this past Sunday, we could go today. I was in Newcastle, PA, at a very large uh, haunted location. And I have my dousing rods just hanging long ways. They started to move in the room I was reading in. I have a ghost box. I turned it on. And the name Russ came through. Russ. They had, I had him look it up. There was a Russell on the list. It has been closed for about 30 years, but it was a, uh, a poor house. Uh, and then during the Depression, the families would drop off their kids when they couldn't afford them. And then it changed into a uh, nursing home. But the, I had it just hanging there. And all at once, I was about 15, 20 feet away. It was moving. And I have a tape of it as well. 
but yeah, things like that happened. But the worst one for me was mother coming through. That is insane. Like I, uh, I think though, you know, for most of us that have had these paranormal experiences, you know, I know a lot of people that go out looking for these types of experiences and, you know, it's, it's fun. Yes, it's fun, but you also want to make sure that you're doing it with the trepidation of respect. I always have respect for it. I don't care I'm if not it's asking the devil himself. Experiences. <laughs> <Just> find me. <laughs> there are a lot of people, like if you go, like if you watch some of these ghost shows and some of them are just outlandishly ridiculous and you know, they're like not really happening, most of them, but you know, we still love to watch them. But then you will see things that happen to people and there's such negative experiences. And it's like, you know, if you had just maybe walked into that with a little bit more um, trepidation, you know, maybe took a minute to go, hey, maybe I should just, you know, I don't know, you know, do some kind of prayer if you believe in prayer or, you know, done some kind of, hey, I'm coming in here to just kind of check things out for scientific reasons, whatever. You know, if you are here and you are in this area, I, I don't mind knowing that you're here, but I don't want to take you home with me. <laughs> it's it's like um, I joke all the time that talking to a ghost is no different than having a conversation um, during the day as a counselor in the similar type work that I do, um, where you want to have a normal conversation. I mean, not like it's a possibly a dead person. It could be a ghost, whatever. It could be something in something in another dimension. Uh, you still treat it with respect, no different than you would, you know, if I'm talking to Abby or you, Greg, and I'm saying, hi, I'm so-and-so, and, -so, and um, maybe you're not shaking hands with it, but you're at least letting it know you're there and what your purposes and your intentions are. I find that a lot of young people will see some of these television shows and they want to go into these caves, you know, Mammoth Cave is like a new place now I've read online is like this new thing that people like to go into and like, you know, take the stick and hit the hornet's nest basically. And then they wonder why weird things follow them home. It's like, have a little bit of respect because if that was your home and I'm a believer that when you pass on, you may not go anywhere. You might just stay on this plane and just reside until you know where you're supposed to go. So when your, ex your existence is here, you know, and you're having this person come and like kind of hit you over the head to go, ha, ha, ha. you know, I want to see a ghost and like, let's do this, let's do that. It's, you're going to get that individual or spirit or whatever it is, could be an alien. I have no idea. Sometimes it's going to get irritated and it's probably going to like scare the living hell out of you with lack of better term. So um, I'm going to go into what uh, Greg thinks about that, but I'm going to move on to you, Abby. What do you think about that? So, Yeah, Kelly, 100% agree. Uh, this gets back to manifestation. Protect. You, had, you said it, you hit the nail right on the head when you said um, respect and I say respect and protect, but manifestation. If you go in there that you're going to have something negative, well, you might. But if you go also go in there daring or, you know, come on, um, daring someone or speaking to them harshly, be careful what you wish for. I know many people have been on many of the paranormal shows now, 
And uh, a lot of times there's some experiences there, but let's just say take some of those with a grain of salt too, okay? But the respect uh, and uh, protect, absolutely, because if you go in there that you're going to dare them and come on, I dare you, that's going to happen. Another example, just last week in Newcastle at this location, there's a young man there with his parents, and he was yelling down the hall, I dare you, I dare you. Okay, I went up to him and hissed in front of his parents and I said, you know, in this building, be careful what you say. Oh, I'm not afraid of these spirits. Okay, waited about an hour. Guess who came out crying? Because he got shoved really hard and it was in a location where I told him to be careful. The man had committed suicide and this guy dared him and he got his lesson. Let's just say this young man hopefully got a good healthy dose of respect. I don't feel sorry for him. Yeah, I don't feel sorry for someone that does something like that. It's very disrespectful. To me, it's no different than going into a cemetery and like kicking over a tombstone. I kind of feel like you're disrespecting whatever it is, wherever you are. Um, Abby, I'll go let you weigh in on this here. Well, first of all, I will not be talking to evil spirits or spirits in general in a disrespectful way. Um, I'm not one of the people who seek this stuff out. It just comes to me. And I am not the person who's going to dare anybody. I'm not, I'm not, I'm terrified, first of all. Um, it just comes to me. So, but when it comes to me, I like, I'm terrified in the moment. I have really bad sleep paralysis. So like, it's so evil. It's so evil. And it just comes to me. Um, so like in the moment, I'm just terrified there. And I think that those kind of things probably feed off of that fear, but I cannot help it. And I'm not the person who's like, I'm going to fight you. I'm like, no, please don't. Like I'm hiding under the covers. And I will, I think honestly, maybe it's because a lot of it also, like I've had my most, my heightened, like paranormal activity in my youth, like my very young youth. And I was actually going to ask your as opinion on why you think that paranormal activity always like leans more towards the youth, because that's when I remember it the most. And I have had so many experiences as a child that I remember like crazy experiences, like such as I remember I had a dream for a month straight and in my dream, I did the same thing every day, but I would continue the story. So like I would, how it started was in the plant downstairs, in my mom's dining room. I would go down there and I would go into the plant's watering hole and like I would slide down and it would take me to this like multi-universe where I literally would live along with these like fairy people. It was so, so strange. But every single day for like a month straight, I would wake up in the same dream and continue it. Like these people were my friends and I would like, oh, hey, like, you know, I start, I grew relationships with these people. It was really weird. And then one day they just disappeared. You know, like I've had so many very paranormal activity, like experiences as I was in my youth, but not so much anymore so do you, guys do you think it's a form of dissociation like when you're doing like when you have those kind of dreams do you think that like if you're having I had some childhood trauma I know we've talked about that before but it's like do you think that when you have kind of a reckless abandonment by the parent Faye whatever you want to call them, <laughs> that like I mean I had a father that did things that I was ever abused by my dad, but he did things on his own. He was more abusive to himself. And I sometimes look at that and it's like, do you think that I was sent in some capacity or reincarnated in some capacity to kind of deal with that? And then like, what are the effects of dealing with that? Because I still, to this day, 
kind of like what you did, Abby, I still have a dream where when I'm very upset or I'm very stressed, I go to this coffee house in my dream. And it's this big Tudor style coffee house. I have the, this young little like tall barista that looks like something from the 1920s. He comes over and he's like, Hey, what can I get you? And I'm always like, Oh, like a mocha, whatever. And it's like, whatever soothing drink you're drinking in my dream, I drink it. And then I wake up. It's, it's very bizarre, but it's like, sometimes I wonder if that's how we take care of ourselves as spiritual beings. Like it's not about a God thing. I feel like we are kind of in a collective consciousness where we just kind of know even just subconsciously how to take care of ourselves when we're going through like weird things. And we've had these conversations. It's like, sometimes I wonder, you know, are we using our dream worlds to kind of create another dimension? Are we opening another dimension physically or are we actually just kind of dissociating and going, ah, I can't screw this. I'm out, <laughs> you know, I'm going to let Greg weigh in on that. Absolutely, Kelly. Absolutely. Yeah. I like what you said. Um, you know, in our dreams too. And remember, you, I want to just to elaborate a little bit. Sometimes our dreams show us what we, what may be best for us, not what we desire. You know? Yeah. Uh, manifestation in the dreams, everything along those lines. Yeah. Uh, and what about spirits who may have followed you home when you have been at a certain locale? because you failed to protect yourself, okay? That has happened. Uh, Abby, I don't know if that has happened to you. It sounds like it may have over time where you have had the proverbial hitchhiker. Uh, we all have, Kelly, I know you and I have been on a few um, hunts together, uh, you know, a few cemeteries in the area too. And I know people that things have come home too as well. But yeah, your dreams and manifestation, absolutely. Um, uh, I, I believe and again, daring people, careful, just careful. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's an, it kind of goes back to the whole thing where, you know, it's like what you put out there can come back to you uh, again, <laughs> tell people don't throw out the threat, the challenge to anything, no matter where you're at. And I think sometimes maybe subconsciously we do that to ourselves without realizing it. You know, maybe we're like challenging ourselves to see if we can overcome things, whether it's through our dream work, um, you know, where it's like, oh, what's the worst case scenario that could happen to me? And the next thing you know, everything happens to you. your apartment floods, um, your electric goes out, you subconsciously forget to pay a bill. Next thing you know, your entire world is in an upheaval. And you're like, how in the hell did I get here? And I've had that experience a couple of times in my life where I'm like, how in the hell did I get from, you know, being like just walking along normal to thinking about just one fear that I might have about life. And then that entire fear just encompasses my entire existence. <laughs> and it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? So, I mean, I get it. I completely understand it. But um, does anyone else want to say anything? Just kind of let me know, raise your little finger. Kelly, yeah, uh, again, you just touched on something again to protect. Um, you are what you think now. Uh, and I like what you said too about unconsciously doing it. When you sit there, 
what else can go wrong today? By God, there you asked, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. And there it happens. You're bringing it on yourself. Again, you are what you think. Uh, for the same old thing as you are what you eat. Well, you are what you think, too. What else can go wrong today? Your wine bottle can break. Whatever. You're asking. It's like you're putting it out there. Here's the thing. As humans, we're all guilty of it. We all do it. Every darn one of us. So I think, it's, I think it's something, guys, we all have to be uh, very conscious of and aware of and try more daily. It's like the protection from all harm, evil, negativity, like psychic vampires exist. Exactly. Uh, so you, yeah, I you feel do like not. We could be our own psychic vampires. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, they exist. Protect yourself. Do not let them drain you. Try not to let yourself have any of the negative or harmful thoughts. I get it. Easier said than done. But we all have to work on it. Yeah. Now that is a show for the future. Psychic vampires. Mm -hmm. Very much so, Cal. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Psychic vampires, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us need to have another meeting and do this. This was fun, guys. Yes, I enjoyed was. this was very good. much. It was fun. Um, I will say at the moment that uh, I'm going to take five after this episode to follow up with my very sweet lady and gent. Uh, but thank you all for coming tonight. Is there anything else either of you would like to add? All right, no one has anything else to add tonight, but thank you both for being here and I appreciate my audience. Again, um, I'm gonna have Greg and Abby both tell you where you can find them online. I'm gonna start with Greg. Thank you, Kelly. Again, I am at Gregory Nicholas, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S on Facebook. Uh, I do have a Instagram account, Psychic. Greg, Nick, on Instagram that I do post uh, my events and uh, where I'm at all over. All right. And uh, Hi. Abby, if you want to uh, divulge where you are, that's fine. If not, that's fine too, because you have a day job. We can't get too personal here, folks. So you got to oh, respect I have the a love. very personal blog. So you can follow <laughs> me on Instagram at DJ Abby J. That's DJ A-B-B-I-E-J. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much. Um, audience, I want to tell you, peace out, love, stay gay, stay trans. I don't care what you do. You enjoy life. You love yourself. You enjoy love. Just love everything. Love the universe. Love the crab on the beach. Cheers, y'all. You have a great night tonight.